Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guests and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. We're here today with poet John Yamris, and we're excited to finally get together. This is take two, John. Take two? <laughs> take two and a half, actually. Actually. Yes, we've had some difficulty. Some of you may have listened to an earlier broadcast of John. Uh, and for some reason, we had some really annoying clicking sounds. So we decided to try again. So hopefully, John, we won't be clicking we'll in a negative way. The clicking, I swear, <laughs> wasn't my false teeth. But, but yeah, there, there was clicking going on, and I don't know what it was. No, we never do. <laughs> but listen, to my audience, I just need to tell you a little bit about John. Uh, he's been writing poetry for 50 years, published 26 volumes of poetry, two novels, two volumes of nonfiction, and a children's book, has sold over or has had more than 2,000 poems published in magazines and anthologies around the world. That is incredibly impressive. And John, you're going to share with us some of your tips for being able to be a poet, a writer, for 50 years because we hopefully have some young writers out there who would love to learn from you. So we're going to start today by your sharing with me how you got to be a writer in the first place. Well, I appreciate you having that, that nice introduction. And <laughs> I like the fact how you talked about the numbers. And the numbers, the 2,000 published poems, things like that, the, the numbers like that, get people's attention. Mm -hmm. But those numbers weren't achieved overnight. It was just one day at a time. It's a lot of hard work. And that's really the, the, the toughest thing for me to get young kids who want to write uh, to understand that success doesn't happen overnight. You've got to work for it, you've got to earn it, and you've got to do it every day, day in and day out. Uh, I always made time, made sure I planned my day to have at even just 10 minutes a day doing something creative, something to, to take my work, my poetry or, or whatever I'm working on at the time and take it one step forward. Even if it's just 10 minutes, if that day's lost and you didn't do anything, you're never going to get it back. So do you start your day then with a cup of coffee? I do. I, I, I do. Well, I, I let the dog out. She's gone. <laughs> I, I, I let her out and run. she runs around. I get my cup of coffee and bring the dog back in. And then I go down to the basement where I have my desk and my library and I do my work. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if I don't feel 
inspired and, and don't get me talking about inspiration because <laughs> writers who wait for inspiration are waiting uselessly i get down and i do the work every day and if if inspiration comes that's just gravy yeah that's extra but how do you start i mean do you have a word that you riff no, on yeah, or? again people ask for little tricks and yeah tips. yeah yeah there are no tricks and tips you just darn get, get, you just get out and do the work that's the trick that's the tip yeah yeah do you remember your first poem I yeah I, I can't say I do it was probably about some girl or something like that uh, some girl huh and and aren't they all yes uh, you you asked me in one of our first conversations, how, uh, why I got started, and I, there you I, go. I always tell the story that, uh, uh, you know, you, you, when you're 17, 18, you want to meet girls, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was too short for the basketball team, too, too skinny for the football team, and and writing was a talent that I had, and I found that uh, the better I wrote, the prettier the girls got. So I made sure that I got really good really fast. Did you ever write for somebody else in the spirit of what's his name? Cyrano? There you go. I, <laughs> I love that play. People know the play by the name, but uh, Edmund Rostand's play just is one of my favorites. I, I had an early edition of, of that play with the cover of the book with... Uh, Oh, I forget the name of the actor. Oh, don't ask me. I forget all details uh, all day a long. Classical actor from the 1890s who uh, uh, was famous for playing Cyrano. In any case, I, I, I love Cyrano. But no, I, I, I never wrote for anyone else. <laughs> I always wrote for me. Well, you know, one of the things I love about your poetry, this conversational style as you expressed it, but it's also so very whimsical. I mean, the details in there just make one raise one's eyebrow from time to time and uh, elicit a smile. I just think it's really cool. You're almost like an Edward Arlington Robinson Spoon River anthology kind of person in which you take a look at different people. They inspire you. That's that's another mistake that aspiring writers make is you, you try to write or make the great big statement <laughs> and early on I realized that I'm not smart enough or talented enough to come up with a great big statement but day after day I found out that I do have a little bit of talent I don't like that word I do, but I do have a little bit of ability of shining a light on on the stupid things the little things in life you know that 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 hair on your nose that keeps growing <laughs> back and I found that those things can make poems and what's worked for me was the accumulation of these poems I, again the the 2000 magazine credits uh, accumulating these things kind of had an effect. I always wanted to be the Walter Brennan of poetry. Oh my goodness, okay. You remember Walter Absolutely. Brennan. Absolutely, uh-huh. yes. Uh, yes. For some reason, Walter Brennan was an inspiration to me. Speaking of inspirations, you put out the great 
I, I really did enjoy your superheroes anthology. Good. I really did. And um, anthologies, I never liked anthologies before, well, when I was younger. And then I figured out anthologies are a good way to expose yourself to other ways, to a ton of different ways of writing, thinking, seeing. Um, and in this current superheroes anthology, um, I really enjoyed a piece by uh, uh, a writer I never read before, never heard of before, a guy named Hiram LaRue. Yes. And, and he's very, very talented. I loved his piece in the anthology. And his latest book, for anyone who doesn't have it, is called Undone. And it's a really good book. Well, you know, he sent me... <laughs> it was so sad, in a sense, but he sent me a gift of one of his uh, books that he had published with some other writers. And I read it, all of the poems that he had included in that particular volume, and loved it because he reminded me of Gerard Manley Hopkins that plays with the sound and the rhythms of words and, you know, has unusual imagery and analogy and so forth. And I was really charmed by his work. But the sad part is one of my friends came and her husband is a closet poet and I felt I wanted to share this book so it left before I was able to pick out some phrases that uh -huh. I could write back to Hiram and say I really really liked this particular phrase or I like this particular image but I'll get it back someday and I'll be able to write but I wrote to it. Did you connect with him? I did. I, I, I did and I Excellent. ended up buying his latest book and I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. So That's awesome. Thanks but to thanks your for anthology. the thanks for the promotion also of our superheroes book because Be Inspired, of course, is part of Studio B and our current exhibit is superheroes, and of course, it's our annual sh uh, exhibit that combines literary and visual art. And <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, as a result, we are uh, we have published our seventh book of poetry and prose. And of course, as a former English teacher, I'm expressly proud of the fact that we have published seven books of poetry and prose. But those books came about as a result of a project I had my students do back in the day, okay? And I had them as sophomores write an essay about a transforming moment in their life after which they were never the same, okay? And so um, year after year, I had them write about experiences in their lives like that and then I published those books and uh, just you know with a comb binder for the class yeah you know not mimeograph with, with but <laughs> binding yes, exactly I, I, I exactly know. and then I made enough books for each of the students that they could put under the Christmas tree uh. and we put them the kids and I helped distribute them through town to beauty salons and doctors offices and so forth so that the community would get to know these kids and uh, have some appreciation for how their tax dollars were being spent in their, you know, property tax assessments and so forth. But I had a great time, and so I brought that same project here to Studio B, and we started with Agony and Ecstasy, you know, those moments in your life of great joy and great pain and so forth, and, uh -huh. you know, so there's a different topic every year. But thank you for the promotion. Books are available, of course, at the studio. You can also email me. 
um, or text me and I'll be happy to ship out books to anybody who might be interested. All those details are found on our website or in the episode notes of Be Inspired. But back to you, Jen. I'm so impressed that your publisher is such a fan of your work. How in heaven's name did you get yourself published? It's not easy. I wrote a book a number of years ago, The Magic Wand Theory, and could not wrote to publishers all summer long to see if I couldn't get some interest, and I could not. So I want to hear your story. How did you get your publisher interested in you? Well, my first publisher, let's go back to that story, and I told this in, in our aborted episode. I love that story. <laughs> um, and this is a true story, honest to God, a true story. Um, I was 18, 19, whatever, I, I forget how old I was. Uh, my friend and I, a, an aspiring writer himself, we, we talked often and long about how we would run into the same stone walls that, that all young aspiring writers would run into. And, it, and that is, publishers would say, what awards have you won? Uh, where have you been published? What awards have you won? And the answer was always nowhere and nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and one night... After reaching the bottom of a bottle of uh, pop-off vodka, if you remember pop-off <laughs> vodka, it, it was cheaper than cheap, which is why we drank it. Uh, cheaper than cheap, and it had a little sombrero on the top of the lid, a little yellow sombrero. I can still remember it. Uh, unfortunately, I can still remember the taste of that vodka. Um, in any case, my I have a story I, about vodka too. Go ahead. My friend and I, it had to be two o'clock in the morning, and um, we were walking back to his place uh, at the end of the night, and we had a bottle of vodka, and we were, I, I remember it distinctly, at the corner of Oliver and Wakefield Streets, complaining again about not getting published, and he said to me, he looked up at the sign and he looked at me and he handed me the bottle of vodka and he said, I hereby award you the Wakefield Prize. <laughs> Gave me the bottle of vodka. I walked home slowly. Um, the next morning, true story, I wrote to a magazine in, in Chicago that'll remain nameless, a very famous magazine, saying that I had recently been awarded the prestigious <laughs> Wakefield Prize. Would you please consider publishing some of my poetry? I sent the stuff off and forgot about it. About two weeks later, I got a letter in the mail from the editor of that very same magazine saying, uh, we heard about you recently winning the Wakefield Prize. I've heard of it. Congratulations. We'd like to publish your work. And so I got my foot in the door as a writer through a lie. Oh, my, I love that story. And you've been sending out your work forever. And lying less and less. (laughs) Very, 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 very good. I just love it. Anyway, your books are available. They are. My my books are uh, those that are available because I've published, I don't know, 32, 33, and not all are still in print. Um... They're on Amazon, or you can go to my website, which is johnyamorous.com. The new book coming out. There you go. Which will be out uh, late September is called Five Dogs. 
And, uh, and it, it, what the zoomies mean to me. <laughs> you got it. There's a subtitle to the book. It's called Five Dogs and What the Zoomies Mean to Me. And anyone who's a dog owner knows what the zoomies are. Uh, I don't I have to tell you. I think now every time Ginger zooms around. <laughs> but the, the, the five dogs were the five dogs that my wife and I have. have. I hate the word owned. We they've lived with us and we've loved them over the years the five dogs do you have dogs. a special breed do you have a favorite breed we were always cocker spaniels mm-hmm. um uh, our, our our current dog is a uh, she's a golden pain in the ass but uh, <laughs> we love her in, in any case how this book came about was my current publisher um wanted to bring out my next book of poetry. Mm-hmm. He said, but he said, I loved your book of poems called Bark, a book of poems all about dogs. He, he said he loved it so much that if I would just think about, and that, that was, he gave me the nice compliment. He said, if you just think about writing a book, another dog book, uh, I'd like to uh, bring out the book of poems too. And Five dogs came about because of that. I once I start thinking, unfortunately, I start writing. But uh, let me back up yes. to the book Bark, the book which is the book of dog poetry, and uh, I'll read one short poem from Bark. Okay. It's called "My Dogs." My dogs bark at the neighbors, bark at the UPS man, bark at cars and kids on bikes. They bark at the TV, the radio, and the stereo. (laughs) They bark at the vacuum cleaner, the dust mop, and the broom. They bark at anyone who enters the house uninvited. And when they're not barking, they're sitting there waiting for something to bark at. (laughs) Good dogs. I love it. And I love dogs. Apparently as much as you do. (laughs) Anyway, John, since you started reading poetry, can I ask you, may I ask you please, to share the poems that appear in Superheroes, What the World Needs Now? Oh man, I'd I'd love to. There were two of my poems that were in the book, and uh, I was happy to be in the book. Um, Again, they're, they're conversational. And the anthology is called Superheroes, and this poem is called Tony the Lip. Tony the Lip was older than he looked, was impressed by the smell of his own farts, lied about everything, never held a job for long, ate everything, drank anything, and changed his shorts no more than once a week. Tony had three bad marriages, four shack-ups, and that uh, one month he never cared to talk about. <laughs> I always liked Tony. A superhero. <laughs> Indeed. There's one more poem of mine in the anthology. It's called The Apartment. The apartment had no heat, no hot water, and no back door. To make it interesting, two strippers lived upstairs. The problem was... There were nice girls, broke just like us. We ate boiled noodles and very little else. The poems came hard. Thank you so much. And one more, because in our last round together, you shared a poem I 
cannot exactly remember the title. Uh, Approaching 70, there you go. Because both of us, well, I'm in there. And I'll and be there you in are March. Approaching 70, but in there I found the legacy you would like to leave, not only of yourself, but perhaps to challenge and inspire others. Would you read that poem for us, please? I would. Thank you. Again, it's called Approaching 70. At this point in the game, I guess I'm supposed to be writing things like Sands at 70, The End is Near, and Ode to My Lost and Misspent Youth. But uh, I get the feeling that I ain't done yet, not by a long shot, so give me what you got. I'm tough. I can take it. Go ahead. I double-dog dare you. Bring it on, right? It reminds me of Alfred Lord Tennyson's Ulysses, to dare, to seek, to find, and not to yield. I admire people that my superheroes are people who keep on going with the same zest and passion. I, I, I published in the introduction to my book, Alchemy, a guy named Mark Statman. He was, he's now retired. He was a professor at uh, the New School Columbia University. And um, he wrote about a one-word poem that I had, which got a lot of negative and positive press because it was a one-word poem, people arguing whether one word could make a poem. And that one-word poem was endure. And I think endure kind of sums up my attitude towards writing and my attitude towards life. Absolutely. John, thank you so much for joining us on the Be Inspired podcast. And hopefully sometime soon, we can start inviting people back to Studio B. And perhaps you'll come and entertain us with a reading of some of um, your favorite poems, whether they be about dogs or approaching 70. I'd love to. Thank you very much. And this setting is really great. (laughs) Thank you so much, John. Take care. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.